there, this is Jen Wade, part of the core team here at Springs Church. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us and listening to our podcast. We are praying that it encourages you and it inspires you. And if you'd like to find out more about Springs Church, please visit our website, springschurch.co.uk. Here's today's message. How are we doing? Good to be in church in the morning, isn't it? Very good. I'm Matt, for those of you who I've not met before. I'm one of the leaders here at Springs. What a privilege that is, as Peter, the privilege. Nice handbag. And I'm preaching this one. I don't need that yet. Hang on. Too many bits and bobs. Give me a sec. Right. That's all there. That's all there. Oh, there's a, yeah, the jug and the little water. Thank you very much. Right. Hey, how are we all doing? Give me a second. I'll check the time, make sure we don't uh, go on for two hours. I've only got an hour and a half planned. Um, so have we got this, if we got the, uh, the name of the, uh, the, the preach up this morning, Jars of Clay. Jars of Clay. For those of you who've been in church a long time, you'll see those words and you'll, oh, I know, oh, I know what he's going to say for the next half an hour. And maybe you do. That would be good if you do. For those of you who've not been around church for a long time, this might be a whole new concept. But I'm going to reference a scripture in a letter from 4 Corinthians, which talks about this term of jars of... 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4. Um, they're not, they well, there were four letters, but they lost two. But they're, they're, they're 2 Corinthians 4. Um, and it references this term, jars of clay. And I'm going, to talk, I'm going to talk about that this morning with you all. But the message really this morning is hopefully an encouragement to you all about how incredibly special you are unbelievably special you carry the most amazing treasure and value maybe you don't feel that way right at this second but I'm hopeful that by the end of this morning you feel a bit more like that okay it's a measure really of, of purpose and of power that's what I want to leave you with this idea of purpose and power as we finish and I'm also going to do a little bit of a social experiment with you all this morning Okay, okay, and involved in this social experiment, I'm going to give some money away. Okay, so now, see, now they're li- I should have led with that. I should have led with the money a bit. They're listening now. So I'm going to give some money away. And so yeah, if you want the money, keep, keep, keep listening, keep listening. Well, let's first look at the scripture. Can we have the scripture up on the screen? Um, okay, I can't really see it, so this is the challenge. Um, so we're going to read from 2 Corinthians 4, and it's in 6, and just this extract. Now, leading up before this bit of the letter, Paul is writing to a church in Corinth. And at this time, you know, Paul had been in and he'd been preaching the word and explaining who Jesus was and the church had been growing. And then Paul went away and after a while, these other people came along. And these people were like, well, what Paul's saying is all right, but, you know, look at all the trouble he's getting. All these people have given him a beating and put him in jail and all sorts. Actually, it's much easier. Just do your own thing. Just do, you be you. You be you, and everything's going to work out fine. Paul's thinking, well, there's a bit more to it than you be you, because where's God in you be you? So he's writing this letter to them. He's saying, right, I'm going to tell you some more about what's happening here. So he's writing this letter, and he's saying to, to, the, to the, uh, the people in Corinth, and, and we're going to read it out together, if that's okay. Well, when, well, I'll read it out, but I need your help at certain words. When you see the word but, can you all shout but as loud as you can? Okay, can we have, can we have a practice? But, okay, right, that's good. Let's keep up with that. So, for God, 
who said, let light shine out of darkness. And thank you this morning for the wonderful prayers of, and, uh, of offering. This so connects to what we're talking about this morning. Let light shine out of darkness. May his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Wow. Wow. Okay. For some of you, you might think, what is going on about there? All right. So can we have the next, uh, the next scripture up? And so I'm going to focus, I, I thought about what should we call this preach, and, and, and I, did, I, did, I did want to call it Big Butts, but I led with jars of clay, but we're going to reference Big Butts all the way through. So, um, jars of clay, what were they? Back in the day of this scripture, jars of clay were the most commonplace, normal, everyday, not special object you would have seen. They were everywhere. They were on the kitchen table. They were in the bathroom, in the toilet, outside the, fa- outside the house, used to carry all kind of implements. And they were breakable, chippable, smashable. They were the everyday stuff. These aren't like the, the regal jars. These are the everyday jars. And this is what Paul's saying we are. I'm sure I've been in church before when I've heard John preach about us being you know, the, the bride of Christ and the chosen people, these powerful things. And, and now Paul's telling me I'm a jar of clay. Oh, okay. An everyday dull object. So I thought, I'm going to do an experiment this morning. So I thought about what everyday objects do I see around, a pla- around about. So who knows what... Let me get it out. It's my own money. Who knows what one of those is? Can anyone see what that is? What is it? It's a £20 note. Does anybody know how many £20 notes there are in the country at the moment, in circulation? Who, do, who, who wants to hazard a guess? <laughs> Lindsay knows the answer. Come on, someone shout out a number. How many, how many £20 notes do you reckon there are knocking about? Half a million. Anyone think more than half a million? Seven billion. Not quite. It's somewhere between half a million and seven billion. It's 2.5 billion of these notes in circulation in 2022. We've probably all seen one of these recently, right? Touched one. They're, they're everywhere. I'm going to give these away. Who'd like these 20-pound notes? Yeah, shout out. Put your hand up. Yeah? Everyone, everybody wants these 20-pound notes, right? Yeah. Why would you not? I'm going to give it away. Somebody wants it. Do you want these 20-pound notes? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it away. Bear with me. Bear with me. All right? So let's just take this one 20-pound note. We, we want it. We, we want the 20 pound note. But I'm just going to just screw it up. Really put some pressure on it. Really put some pressure on it. Who wants this 20 pound note? What? Well, I've just squashed it. 
I've compressed it. I've squeezed it from all sides. It's not what it was before, right? Who still wants his 20 pound note? All right, so first stage of the experiment is you still see value in this thing, even though I've squashed it up a bit, right? Yeah, we're all with me so far. This is good. People see where I'm going with this. The problem with being crushed, the Bible, the, the scripture we said earlier, it said, you know, we will be hard pressed from all sides, but not crushed. When you are crushed, you don't really bounce back, right? But this 20 pound note, I can smooth it out. It looks pretty much like it was before. Has anybody ever been involved in a, like a crush? Horrible. I once, once when I lived in London, my mum and dad came to visit me on the day of the Notting Hill Carnival. The Notting Hill Carnival. And we went, we, I thought this would be a good idea. Let's go to the Notting Hill Carnival. So there's me, my mum and dad. Oh, forget that. Oh, my word. I have never seen so many people in such a short space, of, in such a short, short little streets, and you're getting ferried away. And honestly, I was terrified. And it's noisy. And there are smells I didn't recognize. I may have recognized some of them. There was loud music, and we were being ferried and crushed down the streets, and I didn't know where to go. I didn't know how to get out. I didn't like it. I wanted to be at the first, but I didn't like it at the end. And where do I go? And then you see these policemen up on these big horses, and I'm making my way to the policeman. Where do I go? Where's the nearest tube station? He can't hear me, because the music's bang, 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 bang. And I'm getting crushed and crushed and crushed, and you get, you're losing. Like, my mom's going in that way direction, and dad's going that direction, and Mr. Policeman, where do I go? And he's like, eventually the policeman hears me, like shouting. He's like, you go that way, follow that way to the tube. Follow that way. So down we go to the tube. You know, squashed and squashed. It's claustrophobic. It wasn't very nice. It wasn't very nice. But down into the tube we go, and eventually on the tube, you stick on this tube, and you, you know, the tube stain comes, and everyone surges forwards. Who's been on the tube when that happens? Oh, not a feeling I like. It's not a feeling I like. But eventually you get on this tube, and you've n- I've never seen so many people squeezed. In a so many, I've never had my nose in so many armpits in my entire life. I was being squashed and compressed from all sides. I didn't feel very comfortable. But as to having got, been directed to where I needed to go, I basically st- sat on this train, and eventually things got easier. People got off. Got off. And I was at the time living in, in, um, in Hounslow, very very nice part of the world, um, which is quite the far end of the tube stop. So by the time we got off, Everybody had disappeared, and there we were, relaxed, with a wonderful story of how we'd been to the Notting Hill Carnival. The feeling of being hard-pressed on all sides, I think, can be a bit like that. Right, so I do, oh, I, I, I'm just getting squashed and squashed and squashed. And at this point in time in life, I think quite a number of our people in this country are feeling quite hard-pressed from all sides. You know, the bank balance wasn't what it was. The shopping bill is going up the wrong way. Energy bills, we hear about it all the time, right? There's concern about security. We can feel these external pressures squashing us. And I think just like I did in like that crowd in Nottingham Carnival, my encouragement to you would be, look, look up for the help. Look up for the help, because that's where God is. And he'll navigate you. You might have to ask a few times, Lord, where do I go? Because the Bible tells us we have to ask and keep asking. We have to ask and keep asking. And he'll direct us to, wh- to where we need to go. And after, after a while, this, this compression, this, this, this feeling of being restricted and squashed, it starts to ease. And we're not crushed. We may be squashed, 
from all sides. But we're not crushed. We're not broken. We bounce back. And for the fe- if you're a Christian in this place, maybe you're in a point in time in your life where you are feeling the hard-pressed from all sides. Let me tell you, you're not going to be crushed. You're not crushed. This scripture tells you, you're not crushed. This is the encouragement. This is Paul saying, hey, Christian, you're feeling the pressure, but you're not crushed. We don't get crushed. We have the help of, of, of God, and inside of you is the gospel of Jesus. You will not be crushed. You will not be crushed. You will bounce back. So if you're in this point in time where you're in the crushing bit, or the, the compression bit, just know you're not going to get crushed. This isn't you being broken. This is you just getting a story. You're going to bounce back. You're going to expand back, and God's going to do something incredible in your life through this story, and you'll have a story you can tell. You still want the 20 quid? Okay, people are, pe- pe- people are still thinking about the 20 quid. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Let me, uh, let me move that to the side for a second. 2.5 billion 20-pound notes in the country. 2.5 million. Oh, there we go. Um, cornflakes? Who likes cornflakes? Yeah? You prefer the 20-pound notes? Can I just... Uh, it's all part of the experiment, this. It's all part of the experiment. Everyone, everyone with me? Yeah. In they go. Cornflakes. Yummy. Milk. They're not frosties. If you had the frosties or the rice krispies, you have that lovely popping sound, don't you? The, 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 who, who had cornflakes for breakfast this morning? Yeah? Okay. No one I caught. No one. No one. Okay. Strawberry sauce. Strawberry sauce. Strawberry sauce. Strawberry sauce on the cornflakes there, yeah. Give it a bit of a mix around. Oh, gooey. Very gooey. Sticky. Sticky. What else have we got in here? What else have we got in here? Has anybody got any cups of like dregs from your tea? Or your coffee knocking around. Because at the end of service, I know they're there. I know they're there. Anyone want to bring them up? Can you, if you've got dregs in your tea, can a couple... Oh, there you go. Pour it in there. Perfect. Any others? Any other dregs? Come on, pour it in. That's good. That's good. Yeah, lovely. Pour them all in. Lovely. Lots of nice dregs of coffee. Get it in there. Thank Oh, yeah, lovely. Good one. Thank you. Let's mix that in. Let's mix that in. Lovely. Excellent. Bit of ketchup. Bit of ketchup. And what ketchup is this? Ooh. <laughs> Everyone's thinking, yeah, what, what have I got to do for this 20 quid? What have I got to do for this 20 quid? Oh, no. Mixing that together. Mixing that together. Now, our garden, we have a cat that comes in our garden. Do we have cats? We don't have a cat. I don't like cats. But we, we have cats on the one side, and they jump in our garden, and they use our garden as a toilet. Really frustrating. Some of this is, from, this is the soil from our garden. I can't tell you if it, the cat's been in it, but that's soil from our... Uh, our garden. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to, I'm going to use this Tupperware again. So, right. Okay. Who wants his £20? Mix that around. Mix that around. Sure that doesn't get spilt later. Who wants that twenty quid? Go on. Who wants a twenty pound? 
Yeah? Quite a few people, not as many, but quite a few people. Just, I'm going to give this £20 away. This is not, this, I am going to give it away. But you've got to want the £20. You want the, he wants the £20. Yeah? Joel wants it. He's there. Okay, very good. The thing is, what I was doing there is it, when I was making the cornflakes bit, that made sense, right? The cornflakes, the milk, so far so good. I've seen, this, I've seen this before. The strawberry sauce, you started to think, meh, might be just a matte thing, a bit weird. But then when you start putting in the dregs and the tea and the soil and the stones, this doesn't make any sense. This is not in my frame of reference. This is not what I've seen before. It's a little bit confusing. It's a little bit perplexing. In life, I have found so many things happen that just do not make any sense to me at all. And I would consider myself a relatively intelligent man. In fact, I'm very vain. I'm an incredibly intelligent man. <laughs> and I reckon I can make sense of most things. However, when things start falling out of my conventional wisdom, why is that happening to that person? Why is it happening to me? Why are they sick? That shouldn't, that, why, why have I lost my job? I shouldn't have lost my job. That doesn't, make, I'm, that doesn't make any sense. I'm good at my job. Why have I lost my job? Why are they making those decisions in government that make no sense to me at all? It, it starts to become very perplexing, right? Very perplexing. Life stops making sense. It stops making sense. We are perplexed. That's what the scripture says. We are perplexed. But, but, we are not in despair. We are not in despair. It can be very confusing. When you're confused, you're not quite sure what the next thing is going to happen, is right? Because the, the previous thing didn't follow your logic, so what about the next thing? It, but we're not in despair. We don't have to lose Oh, uh, well, I don't get it. Life's rubbish. All this stuff fell on top of me. Lost my job. Lost my health. Lost my girlfriend. Lost my, lost my, lost my family. Lost this. this doesn't make any sense. I, I give up. I give up. I despair. I despair. As Christians, one of the most brilliant things we have is hope. Is hope. The hope of Jesus Christ. The hope of the gospel. That God's always going to come through. When Jesus was nailed on a cross, and all of his friends and his family were looking at him, dying there, being taunted, teased. King of the Jews above him, thorn of crowns. It would have made sense to despair at that point because that bit didn't make any sense, right? This is not what this guy I thought was going to happen. I've given my life to follow him. But the hope came in the resurrection, right? There is always hope. It is never over. If you're here this morning and you're thinking, oh, man, I'm a Christian, but I don't know what's going on. This is not making a lot of sense. Life is not making sense right now. The things that are happening to me do not seem to follow any logic. All the things that are happening to my brother and sister who I know are Christians, it doesn't make any sense, there's no logic. I can't do this, right? I'm, I'm in despair. I would say to you, have hope. And not have hope, you carry hope. Being a Christian is hope. It is not over. You are only in the story, this is one part of the story. It is not over. It is not over. We are jars of clay and we carry inside us this gift of light and hope. And hope. So life is perplexing. It's perplexing for lots of us. That means that you can be in 
just like everybody else. You are normal as a 20-pound note. But you carry this hope that the people of the world need. The people of the world need. Who wants his 20-pound note? Who wants his 20-pound note? Who wants it? You still want the £20 note? Steve wants it. You want the £20 note, Steve? You want both of them? <laughs> Absolutely. I want to try them off. Steve, which one do you want? The left or the right? You're right. I want to put that back in there. All right. Really mix it around. Really mix it around. This is the bit of the scripture I found really hard to talk about. This is the bit I found really hard to talk about, being persecuted. I am one of the most privileged species ever to exist on this planet. I am a white, Anglo-Saxon male in the Western world. There has never been a time in all of society where I am more privileged. I don't think in my life I have ever been persecuted. I can try and think maybe, oh, they were a bit mean to me. Have I ever been persecuted? Because persecution in my mind is something that it's a bit different to the hard press small sides where the circumstance of life is squashing you in and it's, it, it's happening, it's gen- this generic kind of feeling of being squashed and pressured. And not really knowing why it's happening to me. It's happening to lots of people. Being persecuted, you kind of know exactly why. You know exactly why these horrible things are happening to you. I read the, um, the report from the London Fire Brigade yesterday. It's in the news. Some of you might have seen it. Absolutely shocking. Individuals who have been persecuted for their gender, for being a male or a female, for the color of their skin, for their beliefs. Them personally, they have had things, nooses hanged from their, their lockers just for being a black fireman. I've never had any persecution in my life. So I feel very awkward talking about this bit. But there are people in this room who have been persecuted. Maybe persecuted for your faith. Maybe in your workplace, you've been very upfront about your Christianity, and that's kind of what Paul's talking about, right? But any kind of persecution, because of who you are, because of what you are, I'm going to be horrendous to you. I'm going to take away the same rights that everybody else around you has got. Persecuted. That £20 note, you just, cho- you just chose one of them. I'm just going to be really horrible. This £20 note, because you chose it, Steve. I'm going to give it even more horrible treatment than the other one. Just because you chose it. I know. I've never really been persecuted. But the Bible says here, if you're persecuted, you are not abandoned. But we are not abandoned. But we are not abandoned. And I read these stories in this news article yesterday about the fireman, and and it feels like they were abandoned. The authorities around them didn't support them when they raised their claims. Then it led them to a very, very dark place. This is not the God that I serve. The God I serve says, but you are not abandoned. God has not abandoned you. 
And more so, not even God has not abandoned you, the church has not abandoned you. If you're a member of Springs Church and you're feeling the pressure of the world, and you're feeling the persecution, bring it to the church, bring it to God. You know, we will not stand for persecution, we'll support you. Persecution, absolutely not. You are not abandoned. God says you're not abandoned, you're not isolated. I think the fear for me of being persecuted is the idea that it's just happening to me and I'm going to retreat. And I can naturally see how persecution would lead to isolation. Taking yourself out of the situation, away from the people and the scenarios where you feel persecuted. And you become isolated. And that is just where the enemy wants you. Isolated, in the darkness. In the darkness. So my encouragement this morning would be, if you are feeling maybe persecuted, if in your workplace, or even in your family, or in a situation, you're not abandoned you're not there on your own. God has not said, okay, persecuted, done. On your own, we're going to crack on with everybody else. Absolutely not. God is the Jesus, and God and Jesus are the, are the, the one who go after the one sheep. N- not the 99, but the one. That's the, that's the nature of Christianity. That's the nature of If you're persecuted, I can't say I've ever really been persecuted. I don't think I have. But I know what it's like to isolate myself when bad things are happening. Isolate myself from church. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go to church this morning. I don't feel to it. I don't really feel it. This serious stuff's happening. I don't want to go to church. My experience has been being in the community of God is so good in those situations. If you're not in, if you're not a Christian or you're not part of a church, it's an absolute amazing experience to be part of a really great church. It's so good. It's so good in life. To be part of a church where you can celebrate together, support one another, encourage one another, know about one another, love one another. It is awesome. It is awesome. And that's the design of God, right? He wants us to be in community with one another. So, hard squash some more sides, but we are not crushed. But perplexed. But we are not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Do you want this 20 quid? I can't get it. What, what, what? You still want the 20 quid. Why do you want this 20 pound? I've, I have done horrendous things this 20 pound. Why do you want it? It's just a 20 pound note. Why do you want it? Still worth 20 quid. Still carries value, right? Still carries value. Well, yeah, so we, so we get struck down. We get struck down, but we are not destroyed. We are not destroyed. Still there, right? It's 20 pound note. A jar of clay, if I was stamping on a jar of clay, yeah, maybe that gets broken around, broken up. But it's not destroyed. The value that's inside of it is, goes out. The purpose of, the, of this container to carry something then gets released. As a Christian, as a jar of clay, what we've put inside us is this treasure, this unbelievable treasure of the gospel of Jesus, knowing who Jesus is, knowing what he can do. And when we go through these challenges and we get broken or chipped or smashed or stretched, we can release this treasure so everyone else can see it. It only really becomes useful when you use it. This 20-pound note, whether I'm crushing it, dipping it in 
um, stamping on it. It's only worth something when you actually take it. Right? Who really needs this 20 pound note? Joel, you can have another one. Ellie, you can have the other one. Steve's got it. Yeah. Someone's going to be watching. Thing is, my experiences of having gone through challenges as a Christian is sharing my story about the challenges I've gone through and what Jesus has done in my life in those situations. There are some people who really need to hear that version of the gospel. They need to hear the bit where life's been tough for me in my workplace. Somebody else need to hear their version of the gospel where they had a health issue or a family issue and God came through. Or there's a long-standing issue that's still not resolved, but God's journeying through them. We all have our own story, our own part of the gospel, and we all need to share it. This letter to the Corinthians, Paul's going to say, hey, you're going to be hard-pressed, you're going to be perplexed, you're going to be persecuted, you're going to be struck down, but, but, and the power in the but is pretty good. It's pretty good. That is what we can share out there. That is the gospel that we can share with the world. And as a Christian, I want you to know that if you're in any of these states, God has not finished. God has not finished. And he loves you so much. And you are designed to carry it in a, in a jar of clay. Can we get the last, the last slide? The last slide. Because the experience I've got of Jesus, and I think what the Bible tells me, is God is all about but. When Jesus was born, he was the Messiah, but he was born in a stable. He was going to lead a nation, but he was a refugee. He was going to be the best teacher this world has ever seen, but he was not educated. He died on a cross, but he rose again. This story, this revelation that we all think Harry in our hearts, that's what you carry in your life. And yeah, you will get squashed, but you will not get crushed. You will be perplexed, but you will not despair. You may be persecuted, but not abandoned. This is our hope. And this is why you are perfect to carry this treasure, because that's what the world needs to see. Not in the perfect version. I'm not sure I would listen to somebody who had everything sorted. It's all right for them because they've got everything sorted. They're rich, they're successful. It's all great for them. No issues. I don't recognize anything myself in them. So why would I listen to what they're talking about do Jesus? Actually, the guy who's got it not sorted, the guy who's got it tough, the guy who's overcome, that's who I want to listen to. We've run a whole series about natural evangelism. Last week, people, and, and the last few weeks, people, people sermon and other sermons about the power of God, the omnipotence, omniscience. This omniscience, omnipotence, all stuck within God, living in us, that we can go and share. Unbelievable. You are so wonderfully purposed. You are perfect to carry this treasure. If you came in this morning thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. Christian church, can I do it? You are perfect for it. You are perfect for it. God made you perfectly. You are a jar of clay, average, normal, as everybody else, eminently breakable, perfect. Perfect. You are purposed. 
awesome. That's me done. I've given the £20 away. Two people are happy. The rest are really annoyed with me. <laughs> but if we get smashed about a bit, we don't lose the value. The gospel inside us doesn't lose any of its value. It actually only increases in power because somebody wants it because of what we've gone through. Even more. Unbelievable. What a privilege. What a privilege of God we serve. You're going to go through this and you're going to make it better? Wow, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to pray for you now. I want to pray for So I want to um, ask you to kind of um, adopt a prayer position. Conventionally, it's eyes closed, head down. But you can choose your own. Um, I want to pray for two groups of people. I'm going to pray for people who might be in these situations. And I want to say a prayer for somebody who maybe is not a Christian at all. And maybe this is an opportunity that you've been hearing about this and thinking... Yeah, I need, I need that in my life too. I need that in my life too. So I'm going to lead in prayer and then I'm going to hand over to Pete. Father, I thank you that you are the God where you have never finished. Lord, you are the God of the but. Lord, for those of us who may be in a difficult situation by the pressure of the world, making you feel like we are being squashed from all sides. Father, I pray that you would Release in these people's lives a revelation, Lord, that they're not going to be crushed. They'll be brought through and there'll be victory. Lord, for those who are perplexed, maybe it's situations with health or in the family and it's not making any sense. Father, be with them. And just, Lord, just instill hope in that situation. The hope that you can always come through and will come through and can heal and can save eternally and in this life as well. Lord, for those who may be persecuted, Father, I really pray for these people that they would not feel the abandonment of life or, or certainly the abandonment of church, Lord. I pray against any isolation, Lord, but they would know you and feel part of your family, Lord, to be one of your children and to be part of the family of God. Lord, I pray that would be a real sense, Lord, that, they, that uh, the changes in their life. And for those who've been struck down or are being struck down, who are getting up and trying again and being struck down again, Lord, that just that we will not be defeated, Lord, but you will be the victor in these situations. Lord, I pray a very real kind of encounter of the Holy Spirit for this situation right now over this church. And for anyone here this morning who maybe doesn't know you in the way that I have explained this morning, but recognizes that you've done an amazing thing on the cross, Lord, that you reconnected us with God, that we can have this security and this confidence that you are always going to come through for us. You are there. You are God of the but. Lord, you will, it will always be changed. Lord, I just ask that we would, uh, in this situation, Lord, if, if, if those who want to say that prayer, Lord, that we would just ask, say, God, we, we recognize who you are. Lord, we're sorry for the things we've done wrong, the things we knowingly did, and the things we didn't even know we were doing wrong. Lord, the things the Bible might cause sin. Well, Lord, we ask that you would, as you did on the cross, take that away. And that I can, and we can live a whole new life with you in salvation because of your awesome power that we then carry in our jars of clay forevermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more of our messages, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast channel for past preachers. If you feel like you got something out of today's message, why not share it with your friends and spread the good news of Jesus? We are praying for you. We love you. So please, if you need anything at all, check out springschurch.co.uk. God bless.